Welcome back to Gen Zen, a place where we discuss everything spirituality and self-development as we navigate life as Gen Zs together. In this week's episode, I'm joined by fellow DCI graduate Megan Waldron. She's a soul purpose and spiritual life coach, starseed and leader for the next generation of consciousness. And she's on a mission to help people reconnect to their inner child, to unlock their full potential and step into their purpose. This week is such a juicy episode. We dive into all things inner child healing and collective consciousness. So if you're someone who's new to the idea of healing their inner child or maybe has never even heard of it and don't really know what it is and how to do it, this episode is for you. We really hope you enjoy and let's dive into it. Hello, Megan. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the Gen Zen podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here and just connecting with you and all of other people who are listening through the ethers. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> through the ethers, I know. Yes. So me and Meg actually met through our DCI course. So we have done mm-hmm. a six-month course on becoming Dharma and certified life purpose coaches. And that mm-hmm. has just finished. And she is one of the beautiful souls I've connected with. And I thought she'd be perfect to come on the podcast and talk all about embodiment work inner child healing Mm -hmm. all that juicy stuff we're gonna have a great conversation today yes excited to share so my first question that I like to ask everyone who comes on the podcast is what does spirituality mean to you we're starting with Mm -hmm. a with a big question Mm, it's such a beautiful question. I I really like this because I feel like it just can so easily get diluted um, in the social media space and just everything. So for me, spirituality is about really getting to know the depths of my being and living a life that is in alignment with authenticity, integrity, and truth. And so my path of spirituality has really been about going into the body, which we'll discuss a lot today, and really unlayering myself so I can continue to meet deeper layers of myself and just shine the light and be a vessel for source, the universe, God to move through me. Um, so it's just a continual journey, a very humbling journey of, um, de-onioning the self and, um, getting curious. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Mm. It's all about, it's all about the journey, isn't it? Because whenever, whenever done on this journey, it's, it's ever evolving. There's Mm -hmm. always deeper layers to get to. And yeah, I love that. You just want to be a vessel for higher powers to move through. So yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Very eloquently put. Thank you. (laughs) So do you want to give yourself a little introduction for those who might not know you? Mm -hmm. Who who are you? Who is Megan Waldron? Yes. Oh, big question. (laughs) (laughs) So my name is Megan Waldron. Um, I grew up on the East Coast of the United States. Um. And yeah, been through a very long journey, but now I'm in this space of stepping into being a soul purpose and spiritual life coach. And I feel really drawn to especially working with the new and emerging leaders of this new earth that we are stepping into. So if you're unfamiliar, the earth is going through a big Oh, revolution and evolvement of consciousness where we are stepping into higher vibrations of love and harmony and peace. And I just love the idea of being a guide and a leader for leaders. And so I have launched my program, the Starseed Leadership Program, where I'm really working with starseeds or light workers who feel they're here to help humanity rise and heal and ascend and helping them to really deepen into their bodies and connect to their human and to up level by moving through the body and up. So that's what I'm really passionate about. Um, And yeah, I mean, I could talk a lot more about myself, but that just is what feels called (laughs) to share right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> Amazing. And I just want to touch on like the word starseed because you use that yeah. word quite a lot and people yes. might be unfamiliar with kind of what is what is a starseed like is it a concept that kind of was a download for you or mm-hmm. did is it like a known term talk to me a little yeah. bit more about starseeds yeah love um okay so starseeds are beings souls like so i am not megan right i am a soul i'm an energy that is in the avatar of megan in this lifetime so a starseed is beings who feel that they have like um alien consciousness so they have spent a lot of lifetimes in the stars at in other planets and earth has not really been their home base And so there's other souls who have spent more time on the earthly planes and in the human vessel and have been here longer. And there's other souls, especially during this time right now, that they've come from the stars, they've come from other planets, and they have chose to incarnate into a human body to help humanity and, you know, work together. So yeah, that is something that I kind of awakened to in myself. Um, two, three years ago. And yeah, it's been a beautiful part of my path. Wow. And do you think, were you aware of what a starseed was before you kind of realized you were one? I feel like I like heard of it, but it never, it's been a slow trickle of it really resonating, but like slowly hearing like the different traits of a starseed, you know, like highly empathic and psychic, intuitive, highly sensitive, um, you know, wanting to feel like you want to go home and feel like you have a bigger mission and you want to show up and serve, like all of these different traits, they just slowly started to resonate. And I was like, okay, that feels, that feels like me. And so it's just been a a slow burn and embodiment of what that word and that identity means to me over time. Mm. And what Mm. would you say to someone listening who is like, oh, that, that might be me, but I'm not really sure what to do with that or how to know how how do you feel like you you knew yeah I mean I would first like this is kind of how I started just kind of going on the interweb (laughs) and just looking up like traits of starseeds you know and then looking up maybe like some of the types of starseeds like there's so many different star families and um origins of different beings and starting to look into like, okay, what are the different types of star seeds? And like all those to have different types of traits, like Arcturians, for example, are very like into technology and science and they're very like heady, intellectual, mental. And, but then like Pleiadians, like very light and love and like, if ah, just light and love and beauty and earth and everything. So it's, you know, there's all these different traits that, yeah, just start to explore, start to get curious and, um, yeah just like I would say don't take anything at like face value like really allow yourself to like feel into like does this resonate with me and um yeah allow that to kind of be a guiding sensor for your explorations because mm. I think what, what I guess what starseeds is really tapping into is the fact that I really liked what you said about that we're not we're not um what's the saying we're not humans having a soulful experience we are souls having a human experience like right you know I think everyone can connect at least with the fact that they have they have a soul just the fact that you're aware that there's a voice in your head and Mm -hmm. that the fact that you can be aware of that uh, you know should indicate that you are not that voice that is that is your ego that is the personality and there is right the you behind that and that Mm -hmm. you know that is kind of a soul so we all have this within us Mm -hmm. it's just at what point we are on the journey of of tapping into it I think yeah and I think it's a it's an ever-expanding awareness that we're building you know sometimes the awareness is like so small that you know you can't even like feel how your body feels or feel your intuition or you know be able to stop a thought pattern where it's like telling you that you're a piece of garbage you know Like, like it's just a it's just we're slowly building the capacity of awareness. And um, yeah, that also is a, a slow burn process that we need to be gentle with ourselves, you know? Mm. Do you think humanity is stepping into higher levels of consciousness? Do you think we are uh, like 
growing and evolving in that way or do you feel like we actually used to be more conscious and and mm-hmm. are, are now have now sort of regressed and are having to get back up to those levels if that makes sense because you were talking a little bit about the new age so I'm yeah. intrigued to know a little bit more about that yeah I mean earth's galactic history I think is a whole other thing um but at least you know in in these times you know the past few thousand years i i do feel that we are now emerging into a time where everything from that has been under the rug hat is being pulled out so that's why you see um the earth uh and humanity seemingly like exploding, you know, and COVID was a big part of that starting to rile things up, starting to like stir the pot. And it's, it's a necessary time, but we are in like dark times. Like there, you know, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of pain. The earth is in pain. And that's just a necessary part of the alchemy process you know you have to go into darkness in order to experience your full light so you know earth and humanity as a collective is going through that and then you know us on an individual level we can also go through that process of going into our darkness our emotions our inner child to um rise into higher um states of being so it's all kind of interconnected <laughs> yeah i i love that i love that you speak on that because I think for a lot of people, they can see this time as being really hopeless and like, you know, they see Earth as just being doomed. And Mm -hmm. that's really difficult if you're stuck in that state of feeling like, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all we're all doomed. But actually, it's all part of the process. You know, you can't have spring and summer without autumn and winter. You know, it's all about the death and rebirth. And in order to emerge into this new into these new levels of consciousness and waking up at the planet, we need to go through some major shifts and that is going to cause contrast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And I, I feel that's why like we are having these conversations now, you know, because there is a lot of pain. People are like, Oh, there's so much going on and anxiety and everything's coming up. And so how do I deal with it? Right. And so I think it's really, so beneficial that we're having these, you know, we'll get into it more, but tangible conversations of how we can start to unlayer our being, how we can start to heal, how we can start to unpack. And that's really what the planet needs right now. So like for anyone who's listening, who feels like there's just like an elephant sitting on top of them, like I, you know, I feel you, I hear you. It's a lot. And, you know, at the end of the day, like it is up to you to learn to regulate your nervous system and to take care and just to be able to come to a state of peace and ease amidst the chaos externally because your internal Mm. reality will influence everything around you and so it really starts within it does it completely starts within and that really leads us nicely that was a brilliant segue into (laughs) the topic of today's conversation really all about embodiment work and stuff but I want to take it back slightly and talk about your journey your journey Mm -hmm. into spirituality so what would you say are some of the defining moments of your life that have led you to where you are today and yeah in terms of your life journey and your spiritual journey obviously they're very interconnected (laughs) yeah oh there's so many so I am currently 22 and my inward healing process started when I was 16. Um, I developed an eating disorder, orthorexia, if no one is familiar with it. Um, some people aren't. Basically, it's when um, – so, like, I was, like, overly controlling and – in fear around food. So everything had to be super healthy. Everything had to be super regimented. Like, you know, from the outside, I just looked like a health goddess who like was really skinny. But, you know, I wasn't like not eating, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't throwing up either. But yeah, so orthorexia, a lot of control and fear there. And really that stemmed from just really being disconnected from my body, not being regulated emotionally, and just having a really poor relationship to self and especially like poor relationship to how I receive nurture and nourishment. So I started my 
inward healing path, you know, around age 16, started reading like You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay and just like was so inspired and, um, you know, years of therapy and just starting to explore the spiritual um, lens on the healing process. Um, So that was a really huge foundation period for the inner work of allowing myself to receive nurture and nourishment. So I'll like go into that. Cause like, I feel that especially with, um, uh, eating disorders and like the connection to the human vessel, like it is kind of weird. And I will say like, especially for like maybe beings who are newer to earth, like, you know, I haven't been in a human body too much. Right. So like the connection that my soul has to my vessel is a little like weird, you know? And so there, like, it was an unfamiliarity, um, of, of how to connect with the human vessel and how to allow myself to feel worthy of receiving love, you know, and, and care and my own love, you know, and that can, is really received through food, through water, through gentle movement and, um, emotional nurturing, you know, and being able to hold myself. Um, because really like I was just so emotionally regulated with, like fear and needing to control. And that's what really contributed to the needing to make sure everything's perfect. So I have a perfect body and everybody perceives me perfectly and I'm enough. So it really laid the foundation of, um, yeah, exploring those concepts. And, um, I went to a psychic maybe like three years into my healing and he was like channeling my guides and he was like, okay, you need to use this mantra. I am worthy of nurture and nourishment and it's like stuck with me since then. And yeah. And it's just like not what I teach. So it's really um, fun. So there's other pillars, but I'll just start there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. I thank you so much for sharing that. And like, how did your experience with an, an eating disorder contribute to who you are today? Do you mm. think? Yeah. Um, uh, so many ways, so many ways. Um, it's really, I now look at the woman I am now and, and see this like full nourished woman. And I feel like it's really allowed me to get curious and has been doorways into other aspects of my healing. So, um, you know, it led me to learning about womb wisdom, you know, and healing my womb and my menstrual cycle and healing my gut and really tapping in, especially through those portals of the womb and the gut to heal the deeper emotional traumas from childhood, from the ancestral lineages. So it was just kind of like a little doorway of like, okay, something needs to be addressed here. Something's bubbling up on the surface and let's go deeper. And so as I continued into my healing, it, um, yeah, just allowed me to unlayer and really go into the things that, um, were subconsciously like really holding me back and weighing on me. Um, and you know, some of those being like things from my mother's lineage and my relationship to my mother, especially because the mother is really tied to nurture and nourishment and, um, yeah, relationship to self-worth and emotional expression, et cetera. Do you think then it was sort of a catalyst for mm. your overall healing journey? It was like a nudge from the universe. Like- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I, you know, I still, you know, deal with some like controlling thoughts, you know, some days where it's like, oh my gosh, like I should definitely work out. So like I can like eat later, you know, like those still come up, but it's like, you know, having the tools now to, to bring myself back to center, to breathe through whatever fear is coming up there and, um, to take care of myself and and love myself in the way that I'm actually needing in that moment. Hmm. I'm really intrigued for you. What was, or did you have like a, not not a rock bottom, let's call it, but did you have a moment where there was a switch of like something yeah. needs to change or was it more gradual with your sort of, yeah. 
I mean, I've had multiple rock bottoms, which is why I say that the eating disorder was the first like catalyst. Um, yeah, I've had many. Um, I would say that in terms, I would say the one of the main rock bottoms that really like hits me is so in 2021 like I was more into my awakening um you know have done a lot of emotional work and just like lightly exploring spirituality um but then in January of 2021 like my soul was like okay like let's fucking go like (laughs) we're gonna (laughs) are you ready and um so yeah I went through like a huge ego death, which is like an aspect of myself shedding. And um, I multiple times that winter, like I just couldn't be around people. I was so sensitive. I was like lost 30 pounds. I was just emotionally purging, like crying, like bawling on my knees every day, working with therapists and energy healers. And it was a really beautiful time, but it like there was just a huge like death of an old self happening and it was just emerging into something new. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had many, but that was that was one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think that's what kind of well, at least for me, for me, actually, the personal experience of like stepping into the world of spirituality, it can actually seem quite daunting to step on this on this journey because you know there can be darkness in in that journey and kind of what would you say to people who are like interested in spirituality but you know the the whole idea of them having an ego that's gonna die and and them not (laughs) connecting to that self anymore Mm -hmm. uh seems really like overwhelming and a bit out there if you know what I mean yes Yeah. What does it actually feel like as someone who's kind of experienced that and come through the other side of it? And what advice would you give to someone who is just overwhelmed with the thought of that happening or yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. Um, I'll just say like a little explanation of that. So, you know, we have, we have the soul, which is just the essence that you are, um, that is you that is in this human body. And then there, there is the ego. And so the ego is not something bad or something we need to get rid of like it is a lot of your personality you know it's a lot of the voice that like is just trying to keep you safe and is trying to make sure that you know you don't like fall off a cliff but you know that there's <laughs> like <laughs> which is so yeah valid. the ego we're friends with the ego they can stay you know <laughs> they can they can stay you know but then there's other things where there is perceived fear there's perceived control or attachment to a certain identity of like, I am the runner, you know, and and that's who I am. And like, I, you know, just attaching to that sense of identity, whatever it may be. So there's a variety of things that the ego and the personality does. But for this spiritual path, this inward journey, it's as I was saying at the beginning, really about getting just unlayering and getting curious of like, okay, what's, what's beneath if I, you know, don't fully attach to that identity, like what, how much more can I be? And so like the process of like, you know, like how the heck do I get there? You know, it's to start like really baseline of, of starting to explore yourself is what, what I share is like to create more safety within you. So whether it's in your environment, you know, like how safe do you feel in your relationships? Like what is, like do you have moments where you can just like hold yourself, create some softness, some stillness, and just slowly allowing yourself to create some safety. You know, maybe it's financially, maybe it's, you know, environment, as I said, whatever it may be, just so the nervous system can start to calm down. Because often in our modern world, we are operating at like fight or flight (laughs) states, you know? So just Mm -hmm. starting to create spaces where you can find stillness, where you can take some deep breaths to allow the nervous system to calm down. Because anything of what I'm sharing and like, uh, you know, 
what you're sharing on this podcast, none of that can be possible if our nervous system is in an aroused state, is in an anxious, is in a fear, is in a, oh my God, what's going to happen at the meeting tomorrow state. You know, that's just completely blocks the intuitive and spiritual and emotional channels. Mm, yeah, that's that's so true. And do you know, I, I had a moment, so I went on a silent meditation retreat earlier this year. And for the first time in my life, I was I was completely on my own. I wasn't talking to anyone. I was just me in my body. Mm-hmm. And I went on this walk and I said out loud to myself, I am okay in here, mm-hmm. as in in here, in this body, in yeah. this moment, in this world. I feel okay. It doesn't matter what's going on out there. I am okay. And mm-hmm. like to some people to say like, I am okay sounds so sort of trivial, like, and not like an amazing thing. But to me, it was just revolutionary because Mm. for so long, you know, we try and control and this is what the ego does. It wants to control everything outside of it to make it, make you feel okay, to make you feel safe, which is what you're speaking to. So if we can create that safety within us Mm. first and understand that those we can create that from within. We don't have to rely on things going on outside. Then we give up some of that attachment that we have to things going our way. And that's really where a lot of fears and anxieties come from is we're trying to control things outside of us so that we feel okay inside. And if we can get to that okayness inside, then we can start to explore those deeper levels of ourself and our being. So yeah, absolutely. That. Oh, that sounds like such a beautiful experience. Wow. I honestly yeah. really want to do like a meditation retreat like that. Um, mm. I mean, silent, that's a whole other ball game. But um, yeah, I think what you shared of like, I am okay is so powerful. You know, also very parallel to like, I am safe. You know, mm. like, I'm safe. Like, like how many times a day can we just take a deep breath, like put a hand on our heart and just be like, I'm safe. Okay. Like, even if, you know, like the boss yelled at me, but now I'm home and I'm getting emotional about it. Okay. I'm safe. It's fine. I'm here. Everything's okay. You know, you can allow mm-hmm. yourself to feel, but like it's, and it's really about becoming the Let's say, you know, as a kid, like when, you know, you uh, there's a bully at school and something happens and you come crying home and you're just a wreck and you just need your mother to hold you and just be like, it's okay, like you're great, whatever you want, like whatever you need like them to say. This path is a really about how can we learn to become that for ourselves and mm. be that for our inner child because in those moments where we're reacting to an angry boss or we're like feeling um you know i don't know we're with a narcissist and we feel like a terrible or i don't know whatever whatever experience may be triggering um that's really our inner child reacting you know an unregulated part of ourselves so how can we come home and and be the the nurturer for our inner child Mm, yeah and that leads us perfectly onto inner child healing so you're very much in the world of healing your inner child and reconnecting to them Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. do you want to speak a little bit about for someone who hasn't really heard of it what inner child healing is Mm -hmm. what is it (laughs) at its most basic yeah yeah it's oh it's so beautiful so um Okay, so just explaining a little bit about um, the quantum mechanics of time. I'm going to keep it very basic, but... <laughs> oh, <laughs> this sounds so, good. Yeah, so so in the quantum space, um, everything is existing. So, for example, if I am going into a memory, if I'm going into a memory of when I was five and I was yelled at, okay, so I'm, I'm visualizing that. My body does not know the difference between it happening right now and it happening 17 years ago, okay? So Mm. when we go into these spaces and we use visualization and um, use visualization as a a portal to different phases of our childhood, our 
like kind of the time dynamics just collapse. So we're allowing ourselves to go into that memory. And when we allow ourselves to go into that memory, we can allow ourselves to feel it because often when something happened, let's say you were in your car and you're in, you're in the back of your car, you were six years old and your dad was pissed off and had road rage and he turned around and yelled at you and it felt terrible. Like, and so you didn't have the space to fully feel that. You didn't know how, like, you're the child when they're, because they don't know how to regulate their emotions by themselves. So if they don't have um, someone to help regulate their nervous system and get back to a calm state, then the body kind of like, pockets that emotion because it can't feel it. It doesn't feel safe. It feels like it will die. The nervous system feels like it'll die if it feels this emotion. It pockets that emotion somewhere in your body. Okay. So I'd say 99% of humans are just walking around with like a bunch of like unfelt trauma. And it can be trauma. (laughs) Yeah. It can be big trauma from like being a soldier on the front lines to getting yelled at in the back of your car. Okay. All are valid. So by with inner child healing, by going into the visualization space, allowing the body to like show us the memory, we allow ourselves to go into the memory. And what I like to guide people through is to, to welcome, like, let's say I'm going into a visualization, welcoming 22 year old Megan to sit beside five-year-old Megan in that car and to be the one to hold her, to, you know, put a hand on her chest, like whatever feels good and nurturing, whatever she needs. And so by going into that space, you're literally rewiring that um, memory and that experience because you're in the quantum field of time going into it in a different way and freeing yourself from those ties. Does that make sense? Because because the body is can only experience itself in the now. So if you've got an emotion that has been stored there since childhood, mm-hmm. it it won't like know the difference between something experienced, like you said, seventeen years ago, and something right. it's experiencing now. Right. So totally, yeah, it, it totally makes sense because the body can only be in now, and it it stores that energy. It literally gets stored in the body, and we have to we have to release that, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, no, we do. And you know what? It's so fascinating because it's like, so I worked as a a children's ski instructor. And so I was around ages two to seven all the time. And, you know, and I come from a psychology background as well. So I just love the psyche and analyzing it. So, and watching parent-child dynamics, right? So like if a child, you know, was having a tantrum, you know, as children do, they have emotions, right? But then the parent is like, stop that. You're being obnoxious. Stop. Or like just walks away to try to get the child to like stop whatever. So the child was there in a very emotional state. And then the parent walks away, you know, and how that is imprinting something. And then all these like cords and, you know, there's just so much stress in the nervous system of the child. And, um, I have no idea why I started talking about this, but it's just really um, powerful. And oh, I know what I was talking about. It. Okay, so um, so you know that can happen. That stores a memory, and so then you know I was watching the parent, you know, and the parents' outburst. So then the parent, you know, is playing out his patterns of his childhood. You know, so his emotional traumas are stored in his body that are unfelt. And so let's say when the child is throwing a tantrum, he is responding in this harsh like way because it's triggering something in him, perhaps the way that his father treated him, you know, and it's just it's a whole cycle. And so just bringing awareness to when you feel reactive, you know, like when you I don't know something someone says something to you and you just want to like flip them off or like yell at them or just want to like judge or ridicule whatever like or cry like whatever the reaction is to something there's probably most likely something there that needs to be looked at that hasn't been tended to already Mm. and what would you say to someone who is like interested in a child healing but it's like i have i have no idea 
where it would take me in childhood like they can't connect mm, the the memories to like the triggers that they're experiencing in everyday life like how do you start to connect the dots yeah so so this is this is where like the magic happens so so as I've like worked with um clients it's 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 an adventure you know so we go into the body and it's like you you just follow the energy and you follow where it takes you so let's say like you know I'll just keep using the boss example my boss yelled at me today Megan and it just like triggered me so much and I'm like oh I just really feel it in my heart okay we go into the body we start feeling into the heart and you know start to talk to the body what does it want to tell you get really soft and then it's like oh like i'm getting this like image of like uh i think it was my dad like or my grandfather yelling at me when i was four years old okay okay where do you where do you like feel that in your body is it moving anywhere yeah i kind of feel it at like the base of my spine okay so going into the base of the spine allowing it to be felt there any other memories come up and then it's like the body has given us a memory to work with but because it's stored in the subconscious which is the part of our our psyche that is kind of like um underwater like you can't you can't tap into it because it's in the it's in the basement for a reason. You know, we wanted to hide that memory because it was painful. So it's really helpful to have a a guide to lead you through this because you can't tap into what you don't know, right? So you have to be guided to soften into, into these subconscious realms and trusting that the body, when there is enough safety and softness and calm of the nervous system, will show you when you are ready to process it because you need to be in a state in 22 year old Megan to feel that like if you're still like in a trauma reactive state then like adding more emotions just not going to do anything it's going to be detrimental Mm -hmm. so allowing your body to know like okay I'm ready like I can feel this and I'm I'm here to receive what my body wants to show me Mm, yeah definitely and I, I also think to that as you well, what I'm finding is as you go on a healing journey of exploring different different parts of your being and, and your different triggers and beliefs, you kind of think, okay, like I've healed those ones. That's good. But then new ones just pop up. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like they oh they literally rise up. And yes. and I think often, you know, those who who are maybe doing traditional therapy and aren't connected to the spiritual side of of healing can think oh my gosh like what well, I'm I'm just taking steps backwards because I'm you know this new thing's popped up yes. but actually mm. I think it's it's a good it's actually a good thing because it means that the body is ready now to deal with that yes. and yes. if you if it wasn't it wouldn't come up if it wasn't ready is what I right. tell clients you know oh, absolutely I think that's so beautifully said and I actually heard a quote um the other day that ties into that of like exactly what you're saying of that you know you only receive what you're ready for and so like the universe is giving you the solution like the solution has already been um curated when the problem is given so let's say something rises up the universe is giving you that thing to rise up because it's trying to guide you to the to the solution to the healing to the expansion that is waiting for you and mm-hmm. so really everything is an invitation when something's coming up. But I mean, I so feel you. I've like, I've had so many different like layers of my path. I like, you know, come out of a little dark period of processing a lot. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like a queen. And then a few months later, it's like, <laughs> and packed down <laughs> <laughs> on the pavement. <laughs> um, So it's, it's, yeah. It's a beautiful path, but it's um, it takes courage and um, mm. devotion to really like expanding, you know, and, and trusting that you're only given what you can handle, you know, and even in your lifetime, like your soul chose your soul curriculum, you know, your, your soul experiences on this planet for a reason, you know, and it's it's all here to teach you. Yeah. 
Exactly. It wouldn't be coming up if it if it wasn't meant for you. And I think what a beautiful reframe I've had for my whole life is like when things come up and when I get triggered really badly and there's people in my life, I'm like, I don't understand. I don't know why you're here. Like, what are you trying to teach me? Just see it as as an opportunity for your growth. Think, great. Like, okay, I'm having this challenge. I'm having this problem. It means that there's some expansion here available to me, which is such a beautiful way to view your life rather than, oh, why does shit keep happening to me? It's like, my God, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? And I also loved what you said about that it takes courage because my gosh, like it's, you know, it's so much easier to when we get triggered, go, oh, I don't, I don't know why I'm feeling like this. Oh, this is just, this is rubbish. Mm -hmm. And fall into that victim mindset. Like it is easier to do that. It's Mm -hmm. more comfortable to do that. Uh, But, you know, if we really want to become, like step into this fully empowered, fulfilled versions of ourselves, Mm -hmm. we have to face it. We have to go, okay, you know, I'm at cause for everything that happens in my life. What, what is this teaching me? What can I learn from this? And that is really the true, really the true spiritual path. It's in the, it's not in the meditating. It's in the day-to-day yeah. work that you're doing on yourself. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, you know, Ram Dass says like, you know, you think you're enlightened and then go spend a week with your family. Like, <laughs> it's just That's so true. <laughs> If you want to know what your triggers are, spend a week with your family. Oh my God. It's like the most accurate shit I've ever heard. Um, Yeah. And it's like, I just love what you shared because it is, everything is an opportunity. And like, really what I invite everybody listening to think about is like, where in your life are you playing the victim, you know? And how can you move to being the creator? So starting on victim consciousness, like, oh, poor me, this is happening to me. Why am I always the one to get picked on by the universe with all of this shit? Like, why, you know, all of these things where you just feel like the one that, you know, is a piece of shit and that's just why you keep getting kicked in the ass and like someone pity me. Okay. So validating your experience that that, that is difficult, right? But the alchemy, the transformation process happens when you can take your life into your hands and be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to create something marvelous out of this, you know, even if it's a really shitty situation, you know, at your job, let's just keep using the boss example, you know, like how can you allow yourself to feel that? How can you tap in and be like, what's the lesson here? Just get really curious, you know, and that is what the portal is to creating and expanding and up leveling your life is when you can tap in and feel like, okay, yes, I validate this for myself. This is difficult. And I really would prefer not to be in the situation. And it's here for me. It's not happening to me. It's happening for me. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah that's such a beautiful way to put it completely and I think also that process becomes easier the more we can going back to what you said previously become safe in ourselves because we don't then just internalize it and go oh well it's just another example of me not being good enough or me not being worthy when we heal those deeper uh, childhood wounds it's, it's easier to be able to deal with the everyday in life Mm -hmm. and see it as these opportunities for growth. So how do you think we can better connect to our inner child sort of on a, on a day-to-day basis when we're not sort of going back to specific memories? Like, do you have any practices that you do Mm -hmm. or anything that you can recommend? Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, so I'll share a little bit of story of like how, like a really deepening of my inner child process. So Mm -hmm. I, um, Got my undergraduate bachelor's degree in holistic psychology and wellness. So a part of like the holistic approach, we explored a lot of expressive therapies. So art therapy, dance therapy, music therapy. And that was really profound. I mean, I was in some really like dark times, like I was processing a lot and transforming a lot. But 
in these classes, we were invited to just make art projects, you know, just like buy random like tinsel and little pipe cleaners and different like colored um, tissue paper and like these cool crayons and just like create. And, you know, it was so beautiful because I really feel like my creative side really shut off in in childhood. Like I grew up in a very athletic family. Like I was a like five sport athlete, you know, like did triathlons, like everything was very like just athletics and everything. And, you know, like my family always said growing up, like, oh, we're not the creative type. So there was this aspect of my creativity and my play and just creating to create that I feel got shut off and being able to like have the permission to just like create a little like thing. And it looked like a literal five-year-old made it. Right. But it's like, it's like my creative abilities and my creative expression was like going back in time and starting from that, that time when it got shut off. And so playing with art and just music um, and dance. Dance has been really powerful for me of like just allowing my body to move and play and express. And um, so I, that's a big part of mine is like play, you know, and how can we slowly welcome in the invitation perhaps with other people um and this is what i work on with clients in the program that i that i have is like just bringing in that permission to like have fun to create to like create with no expectation because so much of our lives our day is so focused on doing on producing on striving to be something yeah we live in such a success driven society don't we and it's tiring mm -hmm. sometimes like it's all about the means to the end of what you're doing rather than just the Mm -hmm. pure joy of being in the doing right right yeah so that's a beautiful way to start or just I mean even if it's not art for you like just going back into your childhood and asking and being asking yourself or maybe asking your parents like what did I really like to do when I was a kid like what did I like what was it like was it acting you know maybe you go and sign up for like a fun improv class like was it you know playing soccer but you like your family didn't really support sports go sign up for a a adult soccer league whatever just starting to tap into the things that you feel like you really like to do but haven't given yourself permission to Mm. it's so funny I had such a similar experience to you when I was doing my degree because I did a drama degree Mm. and some of it you you know, we were doing the most crazy stuff. Like we'd, we'd have to like run around the room and then my teacher would shout out a vegetable and we had to become that vegetable. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, like fully embody it sounds and all. And, and it was so uncomfortable and so confronting. And she did things where like put on music and we just have to move. And to me at the time, it was like, oh my God, like, I can't, I can't do this. Everyone's (laughs) looking at me this is just uncomfortable but the more you do it when you give yourself permission yes oh it's like the most freeing amazing thing ever and and she'd say to us I remember this class I took physical uh, performance on the very first day she said get on the ground and grab your feet and I want you to roll around like you're a baby like literally like you're a baby mm-hmm. and we did it and it was like I think at first we think well what's the point like I don't really get this but actually it's it's about getting back to to that joy I think and that Mm. just innocence of of that child that inner child in us so why do you think I guess that leads on to our next question like why do you think it's so important to do these practices and to play it's just and honestly, like I will fully say everybody, I'm still working on it. Like it is still a journey for me. Like and but it's so important because for me, it's like really a practice of looking at like, why am I not, you know, like, you know, afraid of judgment, afraid of being not successful, afraid of being unproductive, afraid of like 
being immature, like just, it's just looking at all these things. Like, I think that's really important. And like, at the end of the day, we are on a rock floating in a galaxy, in a universe. That is the craziest, craziest thing. Okay. So like, what, you know, zoom out a little bit. Like, what are we here to do besides play, love, indulge in pleasures and connect and love? Like, that's how I see it. And I say this and it's a reminder for myself, like I need to like play more. It's so easy to get caught up in the grind and, you know, I'm building a business and I'm just like, feel like I'm on crack cocaine every day. And it's, <laughs> it's like, it's so easy to like get caught up in it. But like, oh my gosh, just like to take a breath, you know, and I have a friend who I just met here who she's so playful like she is just so in her inner child and play and it's so fun and I just randomly like got invited to her house and I went and we just played dress up with her clothes and like played in the yard and had a photo shoot and it was just so like playful I'm like oh my gosh it's so nourishing but I don't think we realize how nourishing it is until we do it mm. and another memory that's coming up and I'll just quickly share this like I remember this moment maybe two summers ago, I was at this outdoor, like just like a casual concert in a field, like really low key, like acoustic guitar. And this child, maybe she was like six, was just like dancing. And like she just, I've never seen dance moves like that. Like I don't know where she got them, but she was just like doing her <laughs> she thing. She was going with it. Yeah, she was. We all are. And she gives no cares. You know, and she's just dancing. She's the only one dancing to the music right in front of the guitar. And I was by myself and I was like sitting watching on the hill and there was this like, it felt like an energy trying to burst out of my scenes of like looking at her in such envy at the six-year-old for the freedom of expression. And so I battled with myself because I wanted to go join her. I battled with myself for like 20 minutes. And then I got to the point where I was like, fuck it. And I just went up and I danced with her and it was so beautiful to have like a child as a guide of like wow they're so inspiring and like I was just uh, my ego was like this is so embarrassing what are people thinking of me but you know it's just like just little moments of that of pushing our edge I think can be so freeing mm, yeah definitely I love that I, I have moments like that all the time where I want to go and do something for the joy of doing it and then that voice comes in that's like, what are people going to think genuinely? Yeah. What are people going to think? But you've got you've to gotta try and push past that. And, and also, we were kind of talking about this the other day, actually, about being triggered by other people being in their expression mm -hmm. and in their freedom. And like that kind of, I don't know, highlighting something in, in us that we're not comfortable with. So I'd say, you know, to, to anyone listening when you see other people who are like dancing freely and that you may judge them actually mm. know that it's a judgment against yourself like what are you you have to question what are you judging yourself for not allowing yourself to do like right. if you see someone dancing really cool and you're like who does she think she is or posting on Instagram or whatever it is actually it's probably a judgment against yourself as mm -hmm. well and that can really highlight something to work on. Like maybe it highlights what you need to go and do actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a beautiful ad. Absolutely. Mm, Absolutely. Love that. So how has inner child healing impacted your life? Mm -hmm. do you think? Oh, so many ways. Um, yeah, I... I really had to learn to reparent myself um, just because of, you know, my own parents, um, you know, lives and their emotional capacity and how they grew up. They, because, because of their lives, they just didn't have the capacity to um, meet me and my emotional needs or to hold me in the way I needed to be held. You know, it just wasn't in their skill set. And so learning to accept that and then really allow myself to become the mother, the father, the whatever that I've always wanted. So really like I've worked a lot with the divine mother archetype, you know, and recognizing that the earth holds me. I can hold me. I hold my inner child. And 
that's been really beautiful and really empowering. And it's still a process of, you know, working on and um, evolving the relationship with, with my parents and everything. But it's really allowed me this sense of freedom. So I'm not just desperately, you know, as I have in the past is like almost like in a 22 year old body, like an inner child trying to just get some sense of love and validation and um, whatever from my parents when they can't give it or just from anybody when they can't give it a partner or whoever, like, how can I give it to myself first? How can I hold my inner child first? And I think that's really beautiful. And I've just, yeah, it's been such a journey, but, um, yeah, become, become what you, you want from others. And that is the way to your liberation. Yeah. Wow. That was so eloquently put as well. And (laughs) it's actually, it's the same as, as NLP and NLP, we have the three basic emotional needs that we have to meet love, Mm. certainty, and significance. And when we're zero to seven, our caregivers are the ones who need to provide that for us. And if Mm -hmm. they aren't able to do that, that's when we get those limiting beliefs and stories about ourselves that uh, are unresourceful for us in the future. And so I guess inner child healing is it's the same as learning to fill up those buckets ourselves, fill up those emotional needs. And, you know, we can be the ones to give ourselves safety and certainty and a sense of importance within ourselves and love you know that's really that's really the end goal isn't it with all of this it is you know and mm. it's yeah by giving ourselves that freedom you know to be like okay i'm i'm showing up adult megan i'm showing up and i'm going to i'm going to give and nurture and love you know mm. myself just because i can you know and it's beautiful yeah Amazing. Mm-hmm. So just some closing questions for you yeah. is firstly, uh, when do you feel most Zen or what makes you mm. feel Zen in your life? Oh, so good. I feel like I need more Zen in my life. Um, but <laughs> I, I love being in the mountains. So I live in a, a mountain town. So I love being in the mountains. I love being barefoot, um, the sun on my skin. Um, but the mountains have always been like an element for me. I grew up near the mountains. So yeah, there's just something about like, um, feeling very small and, you know, like feeling the grandiosity of, of nature and feeling her hold me. That makes me feel very good. Mm. there's such a theme with everyone's answers to this question because so many people have said actually walking barefoot in nature specifically Mm. and being amongst nature and and I think it's because it's our it's our true nature you know we've come from the earth and you know now we're living in these tiny little square boxes our square cars our square houses like and it's just not in line with with our true nature you know, we are just from the earth. And it's the same as when I look at the ocean, I just, I love feeling so small in comparison to it. It's so freeing. It's like, I don't actually matter that much. Nothing I do really matters on this gorgeous planet, just to experience this wonderful human being that we are in, you know, so let's just enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Humbling from nature. (laughs) exactly and then finally how can people connect with you or even work with you if Mm -hmm. they would like to where can they find you and what do you offer yes beautiful so I love Instagram I have yet to figure out TikTok so find me on Instagram um (laughs) TikTok's a minefield (laughs) I don't understand it um so underscore Megan Waldron underscore I'm sure Holly will put it in the show notes. Um, I will, of course. Yes. So um, I don't know when this episode is going out, but currently running this three-month group coaching and one-on-one program, I'm thinking about adding some other one-on-one shorter just um, coaching packages. Um, So I don't have a full answer on that, 
but would love to connect with you on Instagram and you can head over there and whenever this is posted, see what I'm offering and connect with some of the content I share. Um, and hit me up in the DMs if you came from Holly's podcast. I would love that. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. I feel like this has been oh such an expansive conversation. And I feel, I personally just feel so inspired and so so inspired to go and connect with my inner child and just do some painting or something. So yes. if you are listening to this and feeling the same, I encourage you to go and do something that brings you joy that has no end result just do Mm. it for the joy of it be in your glorious body in the doing and connect with that inner child in you ah what a beautiful way to end i think i'm gonna go (laughs) paint too girl (laughs) (laughs) that would be great oh if only we could paint together that would be lovely one day (laughs) one day Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode left you feeling more zen, it would mean the absolute world to me if you went and gave it a review. It's the best way to get new people into the Gen Zen community and get even more amazing guests onto the show so we can have more juicy and expansive conversations. Thank you so much in advance, and until next time, stay zen.